Welcome. You've splash landed into this Prosecco-laden podcast, straight into the woo-woo pool with the crew of OMG. We're just a simple group of tragically imperfect and highly empathic BFFs, exploring a wide range of atypical topics with humor, grace, and curiosity. This is OMG. Hello, everybody, and welcome. You're here with the slightly modified crew of OMG. Today, we are going to be talking about humor. Does it have its place? Sarcasm, wit, levity. If you didn't have a little of these things, you probably wouldn't be listening right now. <laughs> so thanks for joining us. You're here with the crew of OMG. The podcast. Welcome back, guys. All right. Yes, we do have a slightly modified crew tonight. It's only um, myself, Chandra, our lovely Aaron, and Miss Chameleon Air, as you know, the the voice of OMG podcast. So, yeah, we um, just decided to uh, get together and do a, a short little episode for you on humor and sarcasm as it pertains to spirituality. I know, obviously, if you've listened to at least one of our episodes, you know that we like to have fun. <laughs> we yes. like to laugh. And I, I personally do feel like that is a huge part of spirituality because, and, that, and that's why I love this group so much is because they share the same level of like of sarcasm and, and humor that I do. But, you know, some of the topics that you, and, some, and just some of the work that you do when you start on your spiritual journey is so heavy. And sometimes you, you have to deal with some of those dark, dark places that if you don't have a little bit of the humor and the, if you don't, you know, if you don't like joke about it, there's, you're going to joke about it or you're going to cry about it, which is it going to be, you know? Right. So I think we all just choose to like laugh about it and move on. Right. And if you can't laugh at yourself, you're not going to get a lot of shadow work done. I mean, I'm sure Aaron agrees with that. <laughs> 100%. That's something that I love about our group too, whether it's modified like tonight or when we're all together as a coven. One of the things that I love is that we are all very humorous with each other. And I think it's a way for us to not take ourselves and our like intuition development too seriously. Um, I think that's kind of an easy trap. And maybe we can kind of speak on that a little bit to fall into, especially if you're kind of working on, you know, intuitive development stuff on your own, like not in a group. And so you want that validation and you can get stuck in your head and just take everything too seriously and start to be like cruel to yourself internally. And, or at least for myself, I'll speak for myself that happens. Yeah. And so I like that when we all get together, you know, none of us take ourselves too seriously and we can be really honest and vulnerable with each other through humor, I think. And so, you know, we can call each other out on our shit basically by using humor. <laughs> it's, it's like calling each other in and, and into a conversation rather than calling out, if that makes sense. I love the way you said that. That's, that's a perfect way to say it. And, you know, we were talking just a minute ago. It's like, um, you also have those times where, you know, like last night I had this dream and it was totally about abandonment. It was totally about, rejection sensitivity and like how you feel when someone who's never 
quote unquote wronged you before when that particular friend suddenly flips and wrongs you. And the dream came out of nowhere. Right. And so it was one of those things where you wake up and you start trying to rationalize it. Mm-hmm. And so, but when I got finally got awake this morning, my inclination was instead of going, oh my God, that was so heavy. And you know, what else do I have to heal? It was more like, where did that shit come from? And you know, <laughs> right. and like, and kind of laughing about it going, I guess I still have some abandonment stuff to work on. Thought I had been there and done that, but I guess there's more to, you know, because stuff comes in layers. You, you heal that one layer and then you find that there's always something a little deeper. My mentor, Whitney, I love the way that she describes it as like, as you evolve, it's like a spiral. You're becoming higher, your vibrations are becoming higher, but it's more like a circle, like a vortex, like you're going up, but you're going to circle back around to the same point. You're going to do it from a higher perspective, but you're going to circle back around to that same point. You're going to have to deal with that thing just from a higher perspective than you have before. It's mm-hmm. kind of like Mercury retrograde, throwing your ex back into your life just to make sure that you're sure about that decision you made. I mean, <laughs> 30 years ago, has a sense of humor. <laughs> Absolutely. Our guides have a sense of humor. Don't tell me that's wrong. That is so true because I've been doing some things and I'll, I'll talk about it on the podcast in a few weeks or a few months as, as it's more fleshed out. But, you know, a major life change for me. And I was in, I got in my car yesterday to go to an appointment to set up one of the things that I need to do to make this life change, right? And I get in the car and I crank it and I start backing it out. And the song on the radio is Spirit in the Sky. Wow. And I'm like, that's a sign. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Definitely one of your signs. Right. For sure. I, I love, yeah. I love that song. And then as I'm thinking about it, it's like, that's kind of validation that Spirit's with me on this trip, right? Mm-hmm. But stuff like that, you know, makes me laugh, brightens my day, takes some of the angst or whatever that you might have about doing this function, whatever you're doing, takes some of that angst away and goes, okay, I've got this. My team's with me. It's okay. (laughs) I can handle it. I can handle it. I particularly love it when they come through like that for me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, don't tell me, Mr. Aaron, with your job (laughs) and all of those lovely students, your sense of humor has to come in extremely handy on a regular basis. It definitely does. I was just thinking as Chandra was talking about her story about a situation that happened today. And so it's funny because there a lot of people I work with. So for those of you who might be new to the podcast, I teach middle school English. And so I don't know of anyone who has ever peaked in middle school or had their best years <laughs> And so I try to remind my students, like, you know, all of you are awkward, all of you smell bad, all of you are self-conscious, you know, like, it's okay. Like, these are probably the worst years you'll ever live. And then they're gone, you know. And so I've been thinking about how I use humor kind of, I think in the past, as like a trauma response, like to deal with pain or grief or awkwardness or whatever, because I just try to find like the lightness in things or the humor in them, or sometimes you just have to laugh. And so today, for example, one of my kids, he is Hispanic and he came up to me and he, and he's always just like doing the most ridiculous things and saying the silliest stuff. And he said, 
what is, and this is me quoting a student, so this is not my opinion, but or joke, but it's his. So he says, what is a Mexican's favorite sport? And I said, I don't like where this is going, so I'm not going to answer it. And a little white kid across the room goes, soccer, just like that, like, you know. And so this kid who's telling the joke laughs and goes, cross country. And I was like, Oh yes, the kid's name, you know, and I was like, that's a little dark. And he was like, well, I can say it. My dad was deported when I was three. And I was like, oh, so you use humor like to cope with your trauma. And he just looks at me like so confused. And I was like, sorry, <laughs> above your head. It'll make sense one day. <laughs> yeah. 20 years from now, you're going to look back on this conversation. You're going to go, oh, that's what he meant. Shadow work in middle school. Our next topic. <laughs> There's an idea. God, I'm constantly battling shadows. I feel like the um, that guy in the at the beginning of 300, where like you know, got the sword and everything ready, just because you don't know what's going to happen day to day. But I, th- I think especially in the classroom with my kids, I'm very like quick witted. Like you know, just it, so much shit they say is just so off the wall and is completely unfiltered, and they're not worried about what whose feelings might hurt. You know, like I wear sandals very often, my Birkenstocks. And so they call my feet the dogs. And so they're like, <laughs> why don't you put them dogs away? They're always out. The dogs are never in their house, blah, blah, you know, just stupid stuff. And so I like, will say things back to them, you know, in the moment that just come naturally. But so many of the teachers that I work with that hear those kinds of things are like, Anybody else in the building who would say that to a kid would be in trouble, you know, but like you have just this specific way of delivering a message that's like objective. You can't argue with it and it's hilarious and the kids end up loving you for it. Like it's endearing. Back when I was in corporate America, I had a a friend of mine and we called that sweet tea. (laughs) It's like, it's like she and I could say a certain thing Mm -hmm. and people would look at us and go like, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> and, then, and then there was this other girl who like really, really, really wanted to be in our clique, but just, she was one of those people that was just like, we didn't jive with and we tried, sure. but the chemistry wasn't there. Right. Yeah. But she was trying we, so hard for it to be so hard. <laughs> and we joked about, she could say the exact same words and probably get bitch slapped. Like it, was, <laughs> it comes with sweet tea or it doesn't come with sweet tea. Right. And, that's exactly what you're talking about. Like anybody else said that and it's a problem, but because of your inflection, because of your personality, because of how you've treated them in the past and how much they know you love and and honestly care for them versus someone who might be cold or just hasn't fostered that kind of relationship with them, they would take those exact same words in a very different way. Totally. Yeah, completely. We call that, we call that sweet tea. Sweet yeah, I can definitely speak from a former corporate America standpoint. Sometimes you need that little bit of levity on a conference call when no one has an answer or things get really stiff. Mm-hmm. I have definitely used that to my advantage more than a few times. And a lot of times it will just completely turn the subject and lighten the mood and never, then you can say whatever the bad news is. Right. Right. So it's definitely helped out. Well, and then there's also the value of sarcasm in those moments, because you can have that person in that meeting that's just kind of needling you like poke, 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 poke. <laughs> but you come back with this like well-timed, funny, sarcastic 
remark that just kind of like flips the script and puts them in their place. And there's no better feeling. Yes. And it's kind of, it's kind of like my mom always called it telling someone off in a Christian way. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> it's like they laugh about it in the moment, but then when they get home, they're like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and you were so sly that HR will not be involved. Right. Yes. Exactly. Because she actually so read me my morning. There's so much time has passed by the time they realize that you were actually like calling them out on some crap that they start to doubt themselves. Like, was that really like, did I take your, what, what really ha- what happened? Right. Yeah. Is it me? <laughs> Those are my favorite, favorite memories. <laughs> yes. Well, can you guys think of, and I mean, you know, we all joke about it, I guess, but um, can you think of like a, it could be growing up or even like recently, but like a more like quote unquote traumatic situation where you've used humor as a coping mechanism or like something that was more like serious or heavy or something that you just couldn't like consciously deal with at that time or in the moment that you used humor to like kind of cope with it. Like I'm I'm having difficulty myself right now thinking of like specific moments, but was wondering if y'all could think of one for yourself that that applies to you. I know we're going to talk about this in a future episode, but the last spirit circle that we had was very intense for me. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of releasing and a lot of healing going on. And it was raw. It was raw. It was that yeah. great word. It was, it was very raw. And one of the ladies that was in the circle texted me the next day and she asked me a question. And going back and reading my response, it was very much of a joke. It was like, I think she had said something about, you need to hold out your right hand. One of your guys wants to give you a gift. And I held out my hand and she, so she texted me and asked me, what did they give you? Oh. And my response was, they gave me the courage to ask for help because honey, my ADHD and my rejection sensitivity dysphoria. (laughs) <laughs> I would have I would have never asked for the help if it, right. So, but it was but it was like my go to was to make a joke about what actually was probably a very precious moment in the circle. But again, it was very raw and very heavy. So my go to response was, "Girl, yeah," because you don't want it to get heavier. No, no, no. not with an right. audience. Definitely, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I can think of several more than a few occasions. And I know that Chandra, you and I have spoken on this before. Growing up when you're heavy or overweight, and you know how kids can be, the teasing and things like that. I was always very good with the witty comebacks to take the attention away from me and my shape and put it on someone else, you know, or so it definitely came in handy at those moments for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think both of those, um, are really applicable for like humor coming in handy to, to cope with something difficult. I know that we have, I don't think I've talked about it explicitly on the podcast. I wrote about it in a newsletter and obviously you guys know about it, but to our listeners over the winter, my husband and I were in the process of trying to foster to adopt one of uh, our students. And that fell through for so many complicated reasons, but obviously he still goes to school where we work. And so there, after, you know, everything kind of happened and and finished and um, we all realized it wasn't going to be working out, (laughs) my husband caught this kid skipping one day, like skipping class. So 
my husband went and was like, you know, I can walk you to class. Like you, you know, need to be escorted because you're skipping and you're going to get in trouble and they're going to give you ISS in school suspension. And so the kid was like, I don't need your escort. And so my husband was like, well, you, you clearly do because you're not where you're supposed to be. And he just looks at my husband and goes, you gave me up. You gave me up. And so when he told me that later, my husband, my immediate response, because that's very like traumatic, right? Like to, yeah. to sit there and process that and to hear that. And so my immediate response was, and I do it 300 times over to feel the peace that I feel in my home right now, you know, like, and yeah, I stand by that. But that's kind of like a, mm-hmm. I guess, a recent example as you guys were talking about trauma. And even, and even though you know you wouldn't say that to him, and you know oh, it's course. really not something that you would say necessarily in general population, mm-hmm. right? But it's like one of those things that you know I'm thinking it. Mm-hmm. You know, like in the privacy of your own home, it's like you know I'm thinking it. I might as well say it, right? Um, and but, go ahead. No, I was going to say in. Knowing you like I do, Erin, I can probably think that the immediate reaction might have been to choke up or feel like, yeah, oh man, why didn't I try harder? But no, your brain was protecting you Mm -hmm. and it came in and it swooped in like Superman and reminded you who you are. Yes, a hundred percent. It made me feel like I hadn't lost my power and like that I knew that I was doing the right thing all along and that like you, no one can say or do or act any specific way to make me feel otherwise. So, you know, spirit has a crazy sense of humor. (laughs) Thank goodness. But I think to your point, Camille, um, you know, you 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 were talking about, you know, if you were heavier, younger, that you kind of developed it as as a coping mechanism or even a trauma response. But that's another reason that I feel like it is a necessary evil, if you want to say that, in the spiritual world is because that's just another way that you feel different. That's just another way that you feel set apart from a lot of your peers. Yeah. And so, you know, we kind of do it a lot because, you know, I know in different places where, where I've worked and, you know, I've had my essential oil roller on the desk so that, you know, you know, my, my calm and my peace so I can sit there and puff it, you know, like a, like a crack at it because people. Um, right. Or having my crystals around or, you know, having like, having like my magnetic hematite at my door so that the negativity can't come in, you know, right. those kind of things. Your and, own machine going in the background. Right. And people don't just don't understand. Right. But, you know, so then you make the joke of, you know, yeah, I'm just a crystal queen, you know, just just a, I'm a crystal witch or what, you know, whatever. But it's just another way that you're made to feel not part of the you know, the group or whatever of where you are. So it becomes um, a very similar mm-hmm. coping mechanism for a very similar reason. Yeah, for sure. So, it's almost um, like you're that, going to against... take a... Go ahead. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, I was just going to say, it's almost like in that instance, you're like going against the grain a little bit, but it's also like, I almost wonder if it's subconscious because it's almost like in those situations where we have like our essential oil rollers and our crystals and whatever like it's almost like we're letting our woo flag fly to those who might also be like in that community you know or like have that in common with us and so we're like you know i'm a safe person to talk to like let's chat about what the fuck is going on with mercury right now you know (laughs) we'll take a break (laughs) yeah with with that we'll take a quick break for some advertisements and we will be right back 
All right, guys, we are back. Thank you for hanging in with us. You know, we're talking about sarcasm and humor as it pertains to our spiritual journey. One of the points that we were talking about earlier was kind of like just that, how that trickster energy Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, asserts itself. So I just wondered if either of you had any like examples of when that kind of has, has reared its head for you. I, there are so many little situations. I probably couldn't even name one, but um, let's say you're in high school and the teacher calls on you and you don't know the answer to what she asks. I was always really good at thinking of something funny and witty to make the entire class laugh, make the teacher laugh too, and then alleviate some of the pressure on me. Then I could follow it with, no, sorry, I, I totally forget. Okay, well, what about you, Bobby? You know, just you're kind of lubing things and keeping the flow going, so to speak, all the time. Yes. And that like it charms you to other people too, you know, because they're like, oh, she's funny. You know, I, it's okay. She wasn't paying attention or doesn't know the answer. And I also think that we need a coffee mug and, or a t-shirt, maybe even a tote bag that has the phrase, you're just kind of lubing things. (laughs) 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 For sure. But, But I mean, when you, when you think about, you know, spirituality and kind of like living in the flow, Mm-hmm. Like to me, exactly what you were saying, like having having that witty comment come into your mind at the right time to alleviate the stress of the moment so that things can move on kind of like in a smooth progression. I mean, to me, that is flow because, yeah. because you could get stopped and you could like choke, choke. And, but, <laughs> and, right. then, and then there would be another traumatic experience that you're going to store in your body and have to deal with later. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's also a great barometer. One of the, I guess, pitfalls of having a quick comeback is sometimes you learn very quickly that your humor is a little bit dark for the crowd that you're in. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I know, not Camille. (laughs) But, you know, it's you learn things about people that way. Let's just say that. Absolutely. My favorite favorite dark Camille story was the time that you were... um, at work and someone was kind of ribbing you about Halloween and uh, always wanting it off. Yeah. Yeah. always wanting Halloween off and what were you going to do in the woods? And you're like, don't make your name have to come up. (laughs) (laughs) Up in the circle. It's you only have yourself to blame. It's beyond my control. Beyond my control. (laughs) I love that. That's one of my favorite, like Camille sarcasm stories too, for the corporate world specifically, because it just cracks me up picturing all these people's faces being like, this bruja don't play, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But she's Camille. She's funny. She didn't mean it that way. Yes, I did. (laughs) Right. As the horns come out. She puts devil horns on herself. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But that's like, I don't know if y'all can really, I mean, I say this, it's like posing a theoretical question, but it's like, I'm sure y'all feel the same. But oftentimes, like when I, I never really in any context, whether it's social, professional, you know, with friends or or with my uh, Christian or whatever, like, I don't really ever think about what I'm about to say. I just say it, which yep. I think yep. could get me in trouble, I guess, you know, in some context, but I... I guess kind of like what you were talking about earlier, you know, just the the intention and the tone and the cadence with which I'm saying it makes it, even if it's a little bit offensive, people are like, 
well, but it's Aaron, you know? And so like, do y'all kind of find that with yourselves as well? Like when you just let it roll with like being in the flow with your humor and intuition? Absolutely. And one of the things I've often wondered about is that intuition. Like, Mm. is that a channeling response of knowing what needs to be said with just enough, you know, up to the line, but not crossing the line. Right. Just enough to diffuse the situation, make people laugh, take whatever focus that you need to take off of whatever you need to take it off of. Pressure valve. Yes, a pressure valve. But like, is that intuition, is that spirit kind of giving you the words of what to say that's going to like take this crowd and flip it? I don't want to say to your benefit, but flip the mood but to diffuse whatever thing Mm. is going on that might escalate, right? Yeah, Um, to change the energy. Yeah, I've often wondered if part of the fact that, you know, we're all kind of have that, you know, sarcastic or quick wit, if it's not an intuition channeling response that we have. I think that's a great premise and I've never thought about it that way, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. I've never thought of it like that before either, but it, it does make sense because I feel like so often, like coworkers especially, but friends and stuff before have said, you know, you really missed your calling or you should do stand up comedy or you're just, you're just so quick with it. Like I yes. could never do what you do as quick as you do it. You know, you just come off the cuff and it literally, it just feels like, I mean, being in the flow is the best way to know how to describe mm-hmm. it. You know, there are certain activities that we all do that you just kind of feel so present in the moment that you're not in your head about anything. And I feel like in those moments, that's how I feel. You know, I don't feel like I'm thinking about what I'm about to say. I don't feel like I need to walk on eggshells or try to impress anyone. I just a hundred percent am saying whatever it is that's coming through my mind. And yeah, you kind of, I guess I do kind of feel like a vessel in that moment. And I wonder if it is kind of like a form of channeling in that way. Because, because I sit and I think, you know, yeah, I I think we're all, we're all funny. We all have our, have our moments, but mm-hmm. like if I just sit down and try to think of funny things to say, like just completely blank. hundred like percent. In that moment, there's three sentences going through my mind and I have like a nanosecond to pick the one that's the funniest and yes. work it out. Like, yes. like it just, it just pops in without any effort. It's not like you're standing there going, Oh, I need to be funny right in this moment. It's like like a reflex. It's like improv or an ensemble. I mean, you can be funny, but to be a stand-up comedian and hold all that in your head and weave those stories and set up the anticipation and your timing has to be perfect. But when we're all together, it's we're improving. We're like an SNL skit Mm -hmm. and we just bounce off each other. And I think that's definitely a form of energy. It's almost like you have to have that impetus. You almost have to have that catalyst. A bait. Yes, to yes. to to bring it out. But when you talk about being in the flow, another thing that um I've kind of mused about or theorized about is, you know, we all manifest from a place of joy. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about, you know, manifesting money. But if you're sitting there going, I can't spend this $10 because it's my last $10, but I need to manifest more money. That's not the way it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be in that 
oh, I have $10. I can afford this thing. I'm going to spend it with gratitude and I'm going to allow the universe to send it back to me. Yep. That's the the manifestation. And, and it's all from a place of joy or gratitude or happiness or that kind of thing. So, you know, I also think that you know having that wit or that humor or that sarcastic comment that can kind of like just make the people around you laugh. Like if that's not spiritual, what is? Because all it's doing is raising the vibration of the group, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Some people are gifted singers, you know, don't tell me that spirit didn't touch Whitney Houston's throat and give her that gift. Some people are great storytellers and some people are great athletes. And it's all just a gift from the universe, I think, and how we shine in our own little world. Yes, I agree. I agree. That's that's why that's why personally I think it's so important to your journey. It is. It definitely is. And it made me think of which you know like you said earlier we'll do kind of an episode on this at some point because it really wasn't a spirit circle like what we did the last time together it was like some I don't even know. It was some leveling up, manifesting, portal it opening. It was some crazy shit in the best way. And I can't remember who it was. I think it might've even been Brenda Sujean, Jolene Louise, the third that said, we're going to have a conversation like as there were some, some energies coming into the room. And shortly after that, we all were just like dying laughing. And Rosalie (laughs) was, I'm sure y'all remember, like, I mean, like, Bottom of the belly, like cackle, like and like we're witch all, in the woods cackle, the witch, witch in the woods, in the cackle. woods. exactly. Yes, and so, and it just made all of us crack up. And I heard spirit or something say, "Laughter is a conversation," and that's just really stuck with me since then. And you know, I know this is kind of a shorter episode, but and I feel like we could make parts two, three, four, and five about this. Um, and talk with the other girls about, you know, how they use humor to to channel or to cope or just in their everyday lives. But I think it's one of the the threads that has kind of tied us all together and knitted the quilt that is the Woo Crew. Well, I mean, even, um, you know, we've all talked about, um, we all kind of have a common thread mentor with Bob Benz. If we didn't know him directly, we were affected by someone who was under his tutelage, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the things that he always did in spirit circles. Like he would, he would sing or or something to like bring that levity into into the circle to kind of just raise the vibration and or shift the vibration in the circle to kind of get things to get things going, quote unquote. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's it's you know even from the people who kind of have led us in places on our spiritual journey. You know, they, they found it very important as well. It was a, a, a tool that they used to, to bring the vibration up and, and to connect with spirit in some way. Hey, there's laughter therapy out there, I hear. Yes. So there's something to it. Lots of endorphins flying around your bloodstream. Yes. Laughter goat therapy, I feel like is something we all need to get behind. That would just be so fun, you oh, know, yeah. just out in the field. Just goats are just funny in and of them. Yeah. Baby, they baby are. pygmy goats. 
pygmy goes. Okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> Love that okay. idea. So we talk about laughing. There's this one video on Instagram or TikTok or somewhere that I saw, and it's baby pygmy goats in pajamas <gasps> hopping. And they, no. and they come through, they come through a door and like they're in single file and they all like come through the door and come toward the camera and run by and they all have like onesie pajamas on and they're, they're teeny tiny and they're so baby that they don't yet walk. They hop. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so it is the most precious thing I've ever seen. That makes me so think I of. Think, I think that's a thought we, to leave with for sure. Yeah. It is. I, this ahead. is a perfect little segue because it relates to this. So uh, I just like a ding like spirit with their sense of humor. So I recently, recently started seeing a new therapist who works on a farm. And so during our sessions, there's a fat chihuahua named Paco that will come and sit on my lap as I'm talking to her and I'm <laughs> rubbing on Paco and telling about my childhood trauma. And there's horses and cows and chickens and ducks and turkeys and pigs. I mean, a full ass fledged farm. And so <laughs> I cannot make this up. My last session a week or so ago, she and I were sitting out in the field and we were talking about something and it was like a, a, a situation in my childhood that is like manifesting subconsciously now in my adulthood. And so she said, you know, when you feel that way, that message that you took away as a child, who does it sound like? And so as I go to speak, I hear behind me and I look, I shit y'all not. There are like 10 little baby goats just running through this little gate and they come back behind us. And she and I both just crack up and it was so cute. And it made me just remember to, you know, not take things too seriously, but it was just so funny. I was about to speak. Well, who does that sound like? I love it. I'm jealous of your therapy. I know, me too. <laughs> but, you know, there again, animals are, you know, that there's that unconditional love when you, um, you know, when you're able to connect with an animal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some of the best there. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, kind of mini cruise session. Um, <laughs> and if you enjoyed this content, we would love it if you would give us a review so that we can connect with even more of this community out there. And um, obviously connect with us on Instagram, connect with us on Facebook. If you're not already part of our community, we would love to welcome you into the Woo Crew. And with that, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining us today. Please follow and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. It's so easy to do and such a huge help for us. We appreciate your interactions so much. Want to join us at our table? Make sure to check out our YouTube channel and join our Facebook community. If you've enjoyed this content and wish to support us, take a look at our Patreon page. All information and links will be in our podcast description. Catch you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.